It's, it's like I see, it's like I see in the spirit, it's like levels. It's like levels. And what God has done is he has taken this church and he has brought it up to a higher atmosphere. And with that atmospheric shift in the spirit world of this church, he has elevated you above every enemy that propelled you to the atmosphere you're now operating in. You say, well, what are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. The Bible said that Jesus Christ is far above. Not just a little bit above. He is far above all principality and power and might and dominion. So what does that mean? That means you and I are baptized into him and we are filled with the Holy Ghost. So because he is far above all principality and might and dominion, you and I are also far above all principality and might and dominion. So that means when you come into the house of God, you're not fighting for a position of victory. You're fighting from a position of victory. Can I tell you, the battle is already won. The enemy is already defeated. You're not trying to gain victory. You've already got victory. You're already the stronger man, and the strong man's back is going to be broken. Because true apostolic authority does not chase devils, but devils chase true apostolic authority. Brother Gilbert, I'm going to explain to you why so many spirits have exposed themselves to you over the last several years. It's because whenever a spirit exposes itself to you, that is a signal to let you know that you've now got authority over it. Because when Jesus stepped onto the shore of the gatherings, the Bible said he walked onto the shore of the gatherings and that man possessed with all of those legions came and exposed himself and said, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he looked at Jesus and he said, what have I to do with thee? Another translation said, what do we have in common? Because the spirit world understands you cannot rebuke what you represent. You don't have authority over it if you are like it in any way. But that, that devil understood Jesus has nothing in common with me. So I've got to expose myself to him and let him know he's got authority over me. That's why so many spirits have exposed themselves to you and come against you. It's because they know you've got authority over them. You hear me, true church? The reason you fought so much hell is God. God wanted to show you this is what you've got authority over. This is what you've got dominion over. And you've dealt with it. Now there's a new atmosphere for you to operate in. Lift your hands all over the house. Let's pray. Come on.
Because hell is reactive. One thing you need to understand about the way the spirit world operates is hell is reactive. Because the enemy knows when God sets something in motion in the spirit world, even before you and I know when God sets something in motion in the spirit world. And so what happens is hell knows that God has activated it. So he reacts to it before it can take place in our lives. Why do you think the serpent did not attack Eve uh, until they were given the commission to be fruitful and multiply? He was reacting to that dominion they were about to take in the world. Why do you think Pharaoh did not want to kill the males born of the Hebrews uh, until Moses entered the scene? Uh, he was reacting to the redemption uh, that God had just brought to his people. Why do you think Herod did not want to kill the males born in Bethlehem uh, until Jesus was born? Uh, the spirit of Antichrist was reacting to the Savior that had just entered into the earth realm. So if you have fought an enemy, if you have been through hell and back, you need to be shouting in this house. That's a signal to let you know there's a revival on the way. That my God, there's a breakthrough on the way. There's an answered prayer on the way. There's a miracle on the way. There's an angel on the way. And he's going to bring your word from God. Why don't you take a few seconds and give God praise in this house right now? Because every devil you fought, that's a signal to let you know, Pastor Gilbert, there's something coming. You might not know what it is yet, but if hell is active, it's reactive. Let me tell you exactly what's going on in this room right now. This is the paradigm shift that God is trying to cause to happen in this church right here. It's because he's had this man on a journey the last few years pursuing apostolic ministry, not just having good Pentecostal church services. And in this service, somebody stepped to a pulpit and you were expecting him to take a text and say a prayer and preach an introduction and three points and a conclusion and have an altar call and dismiss. The problem with that is, is it's a cultural norm that the apostolic church has gotten so accustomed to, it has stifled the flow of the Holy Ghost among the body. Hold on, I'm not preaching for applause right now. I'm preaching for you to understand how to flow in the Holy Ghost. You've got to understand that this man may walk to the pulpit from time to time and just begin to open up his mouth and things begin to flow out of his mouth and the atmosphere God has elevated him to, the body has got to be elevated to. You know why? Because God never disconnects the body from the head. So if the head is at one level and the body...
body is at another level. It is the same body, but the head does not sink to the body's level. The body's got to come up to the head's level. And God's elevated this man. Is there a body in here that'll say, let's be apostolic. Let's see the gifts of the Spirit. Let's release the prophetic. Let's take a region. You feel that shifting in this house right now? What's happening is cultural norms are being broken. Religious tradition is being shattered in this church. This body's learning how to plug into the vein of the prophetic and go where God says to go. I wonder if somebody could just get lost in the spirit right now and flow in the Holy Ghost. This is the dimension God is trying to take this body to. You want to know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about where the musicians. I'm talking about where the musicians, they've got their songs ready. We've got our opening announcements ready and we've got our offering ready to take but when you walk into this house you don't just walk into a building you walk into an abiding atmosphere hold on and when you step into that flow there may be guests still walking through the back door and the first chord might not have even be played, been played yet the countdown might not even have stopped yet there's somebody somewhere plugged into the flow of the Holy Ghost 
And you just got to throw the plan out the door. Because it's about an atmosphere. We have become so structured in Pentecost that we have structured the Holy Ghost right out of the building. But it's comfortable and it can be quantified. And we don't want to do anything to upset the apple cart. And so when people start making room for apostolic ministry, they're viewed as the oddballs. Because it disrupts religious tradition. And there are churches, I know of churches, at one time they went three weeks without an altar call. Because they built a reputation to have everybody out by a certain time. But what about being apostolic? Because I'm going to tell you, when guests walk through the back doors and they need their marriage put back together, and they walk through the back doors and they need addictions broken off of their lives, and that single mother who put a gun to her head the night before and decided to give God one last chance, they're not looking for our cute religious traditional programs. They're looking for an atmosphere that can liberate them from the darkness that they go back home to. Well, I feel those angels in this house right now. You feel those angels here? I'm telling you, where God's taking this church, it's not going to make sense to the logical mind and to the intellectual. It's not going to make sense. Brother Gilbert, don't be afraid to disrupt the whole schedule. And you walk behind this pulpit as the head, as the man of God that God has established over this church. And you open up your mouth and you say, thus saith the Lord. You hear and repeat and you say what God says to say. And there will come a day where it finally clicks in this body. And they're not going to bring you down to where they are. They're going to bring themselves up to where God has elevated you. I feel like you might just start that journey here tonight. Is there anybody that will say, Pastor, we are behind you. We can disrupt the status quo. Upset the apple cart. Get us out of our box. Let's be book of Acts. I'm telling you, there is a strong prophetic flow in this room right now. There is a strong prophetic flow in this room right now. It's, it, it's a prophetic flow. I, I'm telling you, I've been here several times. We're, we're no stranger. We're acquainted. We know each other. I've been here several times, and that flow's always been open. But there's something different right now. When that Gadarene came to Jesus, here's what that Gadarene said. He said, make us go into the pigs, but don't make us leave the country. 
That word country there translates as region. He was saying we don't mind changing our look. Just don't make us change our location. And the spirit of Jezebel, you have conquered it. But it will alter its manifestation. And that head will rise again. But you hear me in the Holy Ghost. God has given you dominion. And God has given you authority over it. It will change its look so it can maintain its location. But you cannot allow it to just alter its look. You got to drive it out. Every time it pops up again, you got to drive it out. And there will be an increasing flow of the prophetic gifting in this church. Lift your hands and fight in this house right now By the authority of the word of God And the power of the name of Jesus I bind the spirit of Jezebel right now I don't care if it pops up in a board member. I don't care if it pops up in an elder that's been here for 40 years. I don't care if it pops up from your leadership or a young person. When that spirit pops up again, you drive it out. And when you drive that spirit out, there's more territory gained in the region. It's not about a building. It's about... It's about a region. I can, t- I can tell. I can tell some of you are very confused by that statement. When I say it's not about a building, it's about a region. You see, the Tower of Babel, what did they say? They built a building. We've got our building. And they said, let's make ourselves a name. And God didn't really care for that too much. So what did he say? He said, I'm going to change all of your languages. And I'm going to scatter you across the entire globe. Really what God did for them was a favor. Because they were disobeying the commandment to be fruitful and multiply until his glory covered the earth. And so instead of taking the glory and Scattering it across the earth voluntarily. They confined it to one location because they wanted to stay in their building. So the Tower of Babel was less about division and more about distribution. God said, if you want to put all my glory in one place, I'll divide you and I'll scatter you all over the earth. So that way, no matter where somebody goes, my glory is abiding there. And so you and I are ambassadors for Christ. Do you know what ambassador means? It means a sovereign. It it means somebody that has been sent on behalf of a king to do what the king would do if the king were there himself. Every time I pull into a city, I open up my mouth and I speak to the spirit world. And I say, I am here in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I let the atmosphere know that there may be a strong man here, but the stronger man just showed up because it is an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So what God is wanting to do in this church is he is wanting you to take this atmosphere and carry it out of the building so that no matter where you are in Denison, Texas, his glory fills this area. We need to lift our hands and pray on the Holy Ghost all over this house. There are some of you in this room right now, I'm, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there are some of you in this room, you've just stepped into an apostolic atmosphere, and there are things that are breaking off of your life. Religious tradition says, nobody can get a miracle unless you lay hands on them. Pentecostal religious tradition says, the preacher, the pastor, has got to go to them and lay hands on them. But two weeks ago, I was preaching. And there was an apostolic atmosphere. And there was a young lady that walked up to the front, hit by a car when she was six years old. And for about 20 years, she had been deaf in her left ear. Nobody laid their hand on her head. Nobody was praying for her. But when that atmosphere came, that deaf ear opened up. God has got to get the apostolic church back to the place uh, where we don't depend on just a preacher to lay hands on the sick uh, and watch them recover. But while Peter yet spake the word, uh, the Holy Ghost can fall. If it's before the first song uh, or after the preacher gets done, uh, there ought to be an atmosphere developed uh, where the blinded eyes can open, where the lame can walk, uh, where the dumb can talk, where the deaf can hear. You want to develop that atmosphere in this room with your praise right now and watch somebody get delivered. Watch somebody get healed. Stand to your feet all over this house. Lift your voice and begin to battle in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice and go after that atmosphere. It's not about a tangible building. It's about an abiding presence.
I'm, I'm telling you. Here's, here's where we are. It's, it's about a region. I didn't plan on saying any of this. I just, I'm just trying to hear and repeat right now. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. God doesn't want to just give you a building. He's already given you that. He wants to give you a region. And when you start getting your eyes on a region, you find out it's really not a big deal for him to fill a building. And when Jesus cast the devils out of that man, Legion, the Bible said he went into the city and told the good things the Lord had done for him. But where did he go? He went to Decapolis. Decapolis literally means ten cities. When true spiritual authority finally dealt with those ancient spirits in that region, because the Bible said they had been there a long time. They had been entrenched in that area. And when those ancient spirits were dealt with in that region, it opened the door to ten more cities. You hearing what I'm saying? When they drove those ancient spirits out of that one area. Don't be surprised if the Lord don't start dealing with you to plant churches in this region. He already is. Well, that's confirmation right there. Right there was a good time for this church to just explode. I'm telling you, I am here tonight to disrupt every cultural norm that is stopping us from apostolic things. And so this church has got to understand, I'm going to leave you with this. One of my favorite authors made a statement. He's an author from the early 1800s. He said, every man has an atmosphere that affects every other. He was saying every person has an atmosphere that sets the tone, the precedent for every other atmosphere in his life. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, is the atmosphere of my prayer life affecting the atmosphere of my job? Or is the atmosphere of my job affecting the atmosphere of my prayer life? Is the atmosphere of this world and this culture affecting the atmosphere of this church? Or is the atmosphere of this church affecting the atmosphere of this world and this culture? Acts 17 and 28, we all know it. In him we live and move and have our being. That word move there in the Greek is kaneo. And it means to affect the surrounding atmosphere. It's all about an atmosphere. And the atmosphere of this body has got to start affecting to a greater degree the atmosphere of this region. Because I'm, I'm telling you, you hear me in the Holy Ghost, I cannot get away from this. It is not about this building. 
it is about this region. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord just spoke to me. There are going to be some of you that when you start planning other campuses and you start other churches in this region, there will be some of you in this church that are going to have to go and help out a smaller church. And your giftings and your anointing and your talents and your abilities that God has given you is going to have to be transplanted from this building to that building. And your Sunday nap might get interrupted, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to take a region with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands and receive that word in this house. I'm, I'm not just talking here. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this. Noah and the ark, and his family was in the ark. The rain stopped falling and the water stopped rising. God had just done something in the earth he had never done before. There had never been rain. It was a new atmosphere. It was the end of one dispensation and the beginning of another dispensation. They were at a place of transition. And the Bible said that Noah opened up the door of the ark. And he released two birds. The first bird he released was a raven. The second bird he released was a dove. A raven feeds on flesh. But a dove feeds on fruit he released the raven into the atmosphere to make sure the past was dead but he released the dove into the atmosphere to make sure the future was alive but watch this when the raven came back the Bible said the raven went to and fro, but he never opened the door and let the past back in. But when the dove came back, he opened the door and let the future back in because Noah understood the atmosphere you allow is the atmosphere that will abide. The past will visit you again, but you've got to reject yesterday and reach for the atmosphere of tomorrow. Why don't you do that right now? Reach for the future. Reach for your next level. Reach for this region. Reach for revival. You listen to me for just a moment. I'm about to release you and we're going to pray. But when that raven comes back, it's very important. You don't open that window and let it back in. When religious tradition tries to pay you a visit and dead church and the status quo and the mundane and cultural norms that stifle the release of true apostolic power and demonstration, you better not reach for it. Because the atmosphere you allow 
is the atmosphere that will abide. What you reach for is what will remain. And here's what I'm going to leave you with. And I'm, I'm, I'm done. I promise. I feel the Holy Ghost releasing me. I'm done. God's got to be able to depend on individuals in this room. That when it seems like this thing is locked up. There's got to be somebody that will just get up out of their seat and say, I don't care what's on the service schedule. I'm going to walk back and forth across this building until something breaks in this atmosphere. It's all about the flow. It's all about the flow. There's always a flow. You never have to create a flow. There's always a flow. You just have to find the flow. Man prophesied to me over the summer. Forgive the personal reference, but it's... I'm going somewhere. But he prophesied to me over the summer and he said, Brother Herring, he said, there will never be another city God sends you to from this day forward on kingdom assignment that he does not first send Michael and his angels to prepare the way in the spirit world. Listen, he said, the opposition you have dealt with in the spirit world in places that you go will be no more. He said, the only opposition will now be people who don't want it. And so there's liberty in the spirit world in this room right now. There's nothing hindering the flow. The flow is clear. And God is calling this church to the atmosphere he has set for you to operate in. He's calling you up. He's calling you up. But the only thing standing in the way is either you want it or you don't. So I'm not about to pump you and prime you. I'm going to pray and I'm going to say go. When you hear the word go, you need to let God know how bad you want it. If you've been disconnected in this service you're, you're, and you, you don't want anything I'm talking about, I don't want to speak for your pastor, but you're free to go. You're free to go. But I see a dove coming with an olive branch in its mouth. When I say go, if you want to lay across this floor, if you want to crawl under a chair, if you want to walk around this building, this place just turned into a battlefield. This, are you hearing me in the Holy Ghost? This place just turned into a battlefield, a book of Acts prayer meeting. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, I release apostolic dimensions in this room right now. I call forth the greatness in every individual. God, stir up every gift that is dormant in every person in this room. Disrupt and shatter every religious tradition that is binding them from the next dimension. Open the door of the prophetic greater than ever before. Release the anointing of an apostle on this man of God to take authority in this region. Are you ready? Either you want it or you don't. 
It's available. Ready? Go! 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 Reach for the dove. There's an olive branch in its mouth. You're taking dominion in this region. Come on, you've got a statement to make in this house, True Church. It's about an atmosphere. You've got to abide in this atmosphere. You can't leave it in this building. You've got to take it with you wherever you go. Will you step into this flow here tonight? Get desperate for the gifts. Get desperate for the miraculous. Get desperate for spiritual authority. Come on, somebody needs to receive a dove right now. Somebody needs to receive a dove right now. Come on, I felt as Brother Caleb was preaching as he began to conclude, I felt the spirit of skepticism rising up, and I've seen, I seen it happen. I've seen it take place. I'm not trying to at all quench what's going on so you continue to pray. But he said it when he was preaching. He said it would reveal itself, and it revealed itself to me. I saw it immediately. And so I'm telling you right now, I've seen you snicker. I've seen you laugh and you cut up. And I will not embarrass you for a million dollars, but I'm going to tell you, I need you to leave this room right now in the name of Jesus. If there's any skepticism, I'm not kicking you out. I'm just telling you you need to leave because you're stifling what God's trying to do right now in this building. Will you lift your hands and lift your voices, close your eyes all across the building to allow that individual to leave with dignity in the name of Jesus Christ. I have confronted it and I want it to leave and quite frankly, I do not care if it ever comes back in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody in this building, receive that dove. There's many of you that you've already released the raven. You better shut that door and don't allow it to come back in. God's opened you up to apostolic truth and apostolic authority, and you're going to begin to operate in it. You're going to operate in it with a typed word, with the written word. You're going to type it. You're going to begin to speak it. You're going to begin to declare it. You're going to begin to lead brothers and sisters in the Lord as well as family right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, skepticism, walk out this door right now. Leave this building in the name of Jesus Christ. You can either repent or you can leave right now. Lift your voices. Lift your voices, Truth Church. Lift your voices, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want you to sit around and wait for a dismissal prayer. Linger in this, flow in this, but there's another wave in this room right now. Would you open up your spirit and lift your voice right now and make another push? Again, either you want it or you don't want it, but it's available in this room. Religious tradition says you pray for a few minutes and then go home the same way you came, but there's a shift happening in somebody's life in this room. Come on, 
Come on, if you haven't gotten hungry, if you haven't made your desperation known, lift your voice and go after it in this room right now. I release you in Jesus' name. I know the hour is late, but it looks as though somebody wants that. Somebody wants to pursue that. That's what it looks like to me when I look across this building. Anybody want that? Anybody want to pursue that? <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to pursue what God wants. I want to pursue what God has. I want to pursue everything, the destiny that Jesus Christ wants for us individually and corporately as a church in the name of Jesus. Come on, would you lift your voice in adoration all across this building? Surely, surely the presence of the Lord has visited this place. Surely his goodness and his mercy has rested in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to encourage you to pursue it this week. Young people, when you go to to NTYC, I want you to pursue it. Moms and dads, I want you to pursue it the rest of this week. I want you to pursue it. We come together for weekly prayer on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Let's come together collectively as a body of Christ. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. This week, this coming week is 24-hour prayer. Church is going to take things like that, committing to that, and believing that God's going to work and do something in our lives and in our midst. Come on, Truth Church. Are we hungry for it? Do we want it? Truly do we want it. We're not going to be able to cheerlead you into it. You're going to have to want it on your own. You're going to have to be spiritually self-motivated to move into that and for that and reach for that. Every man of God, every woman of God, every young person of God, we got to get after it. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Give, the Lord, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Herring. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Isaiah being with us tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for the word of the Lord speaking into this church. And, Lord, we receive it. We declare it and decree it, O oh Lord. We call it done in your powerful and your matchless name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you want to linger and pray, feel welcome to. God bless you. We'll see you on Sunday.